Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will continue to discuss the question, why was sin permitted? We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker is based in Warwickshire in the West Midlands region of England. More about our guests after we've had some music.
Why was sin permitted? We will be discussing this question tonight with Elder Chris Sweeney. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. And so let's call him now and see if he's available. Hello. Hello, good evening, Elder Chris. You're live on Voice Hello. in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening? I'm very good, very good. Praise the Lord. Yes, well, Elder Chris, tonight we will continue to discuss some of these questions together. Tonight we'll be looking at what thoughts does God have towards mankind? Has God left man alone to deal with sin? And can God be blamed for people's choices? So Elder Chris, as we continue with our discussion, um, would you like to pray for us this evening? Yes. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we study this um, beautiful topic of um, your plans and designs for humanity and your plans for each and one of, one of us here listening to this um, radio station, we pray that um, we might know your will, we might live according to your plans and live happily as we wait your return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Elder Chris, as um, we know, and for those who may be just tuning in for this week, last week we looked at how does the Bible state that God plans, and we looked at how can men know what God's purposes are, and we gave scriptural answers to those. And um, so now we're moving on. And so, Elder Chris, what thoughts does God have towards mankind? But the Bible is clear, John. If we um, turn to our Bibles to Jeremiah 29, uh, 11 to 14. Um, right. uh, John, uh, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. And notice that it says, to give you an expected end. Just right. touch on that. Yes. And we see here God's his love toward lost humanity. Right. You know, his thoughts to save man from sin. Um, yes. Thoughts of peace. And um, he, he, like we talked earlier, he's going to um, restore, uh, renew the heart, restores back to his original purpose for creation, which has, by sin, cast a shadow, you know, on, on this earth. Right cause confusion many people you know don't un- don't know god don't see this side of god yes but it's quite clear here that god has promised man an expected end if yes. they will come at divine plan of his yes and this text is so appropriate elder chris because as you know many people think of god as a tyrant mm. you know and but Yes, carry on, Elder Chris. Well, no, you were saying that point is really clear, John. Keep continue with that point. Yes, because as the verse says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. So how much clearer can we get than that? That's right. And where are these thoughts, John? Um, we hear men, preachers, uh, friends, family, they talk about yes. God. 
But if we want to clear, to hear the voice of God, to know his thoughts, we need to, again, go to his divine revelation, the word of God, the Bible. And that is where the promises of God are. The unsearchable riches of Christ are there found. Yes. You know. Yes, carry on order, Chris. And another scripture I like to use also is in Romans 8, 28, that adds to this. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Right. You know, there's a lot of meaning here. Um, great scripture to study. You know, we as believers are not helpless. Well, people don't have to be helpless. We're not victims of our environment. Uh, as we stated previously in our last um, uh, talk, we're agents in the hands and under the control of God's hands. Right. And for every life, every individual, God has a definite plan for them. Yes. And if we go to the Bible, we have many illustrations of men and women. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 gives us a whole chapter of the champions of faith. You know, there's patriots, there's prophets, there's kings. Um, and the key to remember uh, of these um, holy men that were under God's divine plan, they were raised by God. Now, whoever believes the word of God, Whoever accepts the teachings of the, you know, the Bible, that God has a plan for their life and keeps that before them always, rec- they will recognize that our circumstances may, are the tools which God is using to shape and mold us and fit us for his destiny, which is you know, for eternal life. Yes. But when we yield to God's plan, to the spiritual impressions of the the spirit or convictions which come from the study of the bible and we permit our ourselves to uh, connect with uh, god you know whatever development is around us uh whatever is immediately touching us when we come close to contact with god and realize god's uh, plan he will completely fulfill them in us and bring that joy and that peace that we so long and desire for. Yes. Now, Oda Chris, there's a lot that you've compacted here, but um, I just want to reiterate again, um, because you've made it plain, but once again, you know, um, because it's good for us, you and I, and the listeners, to always remember, as you've shared with us, that God has a plan for us. And I'm so thankful that you've brought out the point that we need to just trust the Lord and let him work out that plan for us in our lives, don't we, Elder? Amen. Amen. And we can know more of this plan as we connect to him. Yes. And when I mean connect to him, I don't mean, um, you know, maybe just going to church or to a, a shrine or to a pilgrimage or to idols. There's nothing spiritual about those things. We need to connect to the mind of God. And yes. we can only to this mind when we go to the Holy Scriptures, because remember, the Bible is God's love letter to humanity. Yes. So, Elder Chris, so in essence, so what you're sharing with us and what we see is that we cannot go, sorry, we cannot know what God's purpose is for us unless we spend time in the Scripture and also let Him in our lives 
work out that purpose. So it's a twofold. Um, it's it's a twofold act, isn't it? In essence, it's a it's 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 a cooperation, isn't it? Yes, exactly. There's a two way. It's a, a joining of two minds. Yes, God had given us this mind in the beginning. Sadly, because of sin, it's cast a shadow on God's love. Yes. Um, you know, while a lot of people say, well, Chris uh, said to me, I don't understand the Bible. God is still has other means of bringing his lessons, his instruction uh, around his plan. You know, the Bible makes it clear if we turn to, um, you know, we mentioned this Romans 1, um, 18, 19, 20. And the Bible says in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is where manifested in them. And it says, God has showed it unto them. Well, we want to know, where has God showed it what? to us? Where has it been manifested? Well, verse 20 gives us the answer. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. Right. They are without excuse. Right. So God that, is built up in his created works. Yeah, so, yeah, so... It's in his created works. That's where we can understand, have an understanding of God's purpose for us. This is what you're showing of us, Elder, this evening. Amen. The mystery of God's plan. Right. We see it in created works. Remember, God spoke and it was. Right. And this is why we emphasize the importance, uh, John, of Bible studying, of getting to know God, because it is God's thoughts made audible. Right. And when we come many years later, we know when Christ came on this earth, how did the people? He he taught them through the lessons of nature, did he not? Yes, parables, yes. Yeah, parables. He appealed to the people's hearts by the things they saw because he realized there was lessons there. And we may gain many lessons by spending time with the Creator. Yes, well, certainly. Now, Elder Chris, I'd like to share another Bible text as we're on this point still. And um, to if we go to um, Psalm 92, verse 5. Psalms 92, verse 5. Yes. Because I, I believe this is in harmony with what you've shared with us in the book of Romans, because it says here, O Lord, how great are thy works, and thy thoughts are very deep. And so we see Amen. thy works, thy thoughts. We, God expresses his thoughts to us through his creative, his creative works, through nature. Amen. See, and Amen. so can we therefore say, Elder, that no one can't say that God didn't try to reach them. And that's what the Bible said. There's no excuse. Right. God to them. He's an almost like he's placed it, this lesson book, the Bible, the, the, these instructions in nature, right in the um, hands of man. Yes. You know, he just placed it there. And, um, and um, when we understand this and we want to, we spend time with the creator He's going to reveal more of himself, more of his plan to us. Yes. You know, it's not a mystery. 
we may understand these things by the things like you said that are made or the bible says he's showed it to us and now he wants to manifest and this is the key you know the things in nature work in fixed laws and uniformity and there's no confusion right if they 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 um you know the rivers the trees the clouds they all fit under this plan yes of god working uniformity they all feed one another uh, they bring yes. you know where we can live on this earth however man is the only creature that god has created who has walked away from the plan because of sin but god is saying study these things and i will manifest myself so these very principles that govern the universe may be um put in us yes maybe in us that yes. we may reveal christ yes and what previous verse in 18 says yes. um you know the wrath of god falls against those who hold the truth in unrighteousness why because of the ungodliness and unrighteousness yes elder chris i'd just like to again reiterate another important point that you made you know for the listeners that the things of nature they all are in order they all operate under fixed laws listeners or listener these are things for us to think about how is it that it's only man who seems to be out of order and and in chaos and lawless but the things of the earth have then set natural laws and they stick to them year in year out just thoughts for us to ponder as we're sharing this topic this evening so carry on elder chris so let any of us believe that believe god's love because it that, that, that watches over us guiding us and apply it in every circumstance of life and it will result in the cultivation of our spiritual nature the culture and development of the spiritual mind and there will come to us in our studies great thoughts wide open to understanding god's purpose for us a far-reaching vision of god's plan for us and I'd like to share that another scripture that yes, touches sure. on. Carry on. Isaiah 55, um, 8 and 9. The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. You know, there is so much here. The wisdom and might and power and glory of God. God has revealed this and laid it open for us to come and commune with him. To come and get to know him. Yes. To work these things out. Yes, and again, a classic Bible text that you're sharing with us this evening. Because as the Bible clearly states, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. They're higher than our thoughts, then the heaven is higher than the earth. And so how can we men think that we can find out or search out God or try mm. to reason him out, Elder Chris? No. Yet God is appealing for us to come and seek him. Yes. Make first thing in life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And Elder Chris, so looking at the theme of our discussion from last week and this week, surely these as God shares his thoughts to us through the Bible, it helps us to understand more why he's allowed sin to 
to be permitted. That it's just not something that he's allowed to be out of control or he hasn't got in hand. There is an eternal purpose in this, and that's why I believe it's good for us to share these Bible texts together so that we can have a greater understanding of the great God of love and how he operates. Amen. And this is why, you know, we've shared this before, John, I believe, in yes. a previous box, John 5.39. Yes. Search scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify me. Amen. And, you know, you will not come to me, he, Christ says, that ye might have life. Who is he? Who's testifying? What does the scripture testify? But a loving Savior. Yes. The creator of heaven and the earth, which we've already, kind of already spoken about, coming to this earth. Yes. To deal with the sin problem, to reconcile fallen man back to the Father. And yes. that is, in a nutshell, the plan of salvation, which are more, there's so many more truths within there. Yes. Now, God the, wants to search these out. Yes. I'm just going to say now, oh, the Chris, this leaves, this leads us on nicely to the next question Has God left man alone to deal with sin? Amen. Oh. I mean, another scripture we can um, study in line with what we're kind of these points we're coming, we're, we're studying about is um, 2 Corinthians 5.21. And you might have a few also, John, that are kind of key to this. The Bible says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Amen. What a beautiful scripture in essence you know, for god so loved the world here's god's love here's god extends his um gifts to man he declares yes. god hatred of sin but it's it's you know it declares that while god's hatred of sin is stronger as death his love for sinners stronger than death that he would be willing to send his own son to this world yes. to walk on men and be abused and die for man's sin. Having undertaken our redemption, he will spare nothing, however dear, which is necessary for the completion of his work of reconciling both heaven and earth. Yes. So when we look at Christ, when he made sin for us, there's no truth essential to our salvation that God has withheld from us. No miracle of mercy is neglected. No divine agency is left unemployed. It's like favors heaped upon favor, gift upon gift. Yes, and Elder Chris, and looking at this same text that you've shared with us, because it says, For he have made him to be sin for us, that's Christ, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God, notice, in him. Not in, in anyone him. else, but in him. And so once again we see how personal that the Bible um, is explaining to us the work of salvation is in God. God wants to, in him, make us righteous. Amen. He wants us to find righteousness in him. And, Amen. you know, it's contemplating how much the Lord has given, how much he's condescended, how much he's stooped down to try to save us. These are the things that he wants us to understand about him to realize just how much love has been, is being and has been manifested towards us to help us. Amen. And this wisdom has been shed abroad, like you're saying, John, 
Yes. But the Bible says the world by wisdom knew not God. Right. Except there's a few despised Jews in the corner of the earth. The whole earth, the whole world was dead in ignorance and sin. So what did Christ do then? He left the glory yes. we had from all eternity with the Father. And he comes down into the world to provide salvation. He takes our nature as we spoke about upon him. He was born as a man. And as a man, he did the will of God perfectly, which we all had left undone. So as a man, he suffered at the cross, the wrath of God, which ought to have, we ought, we ought to have suffered. Yes. Brought an everlasting righteousness for us. He redeems us from the curse of the broken law, and he opens a fountain for all sin and uncleanliness. He died for our sins, and he rises again for our justification. And then he ascends to God in the right hand, and there sat down, waiting till his enemy should be made his footstool. And there he sits now, offering salvation to all who will come to him, interceding for us who believe in Christ, because he is concerned about our souls and he's working out our salvation and that to me is very uh, you know the greatest of gifts now elder chris let's um ponder this thought if you don't mind you know whether it's someone who's a non-christian or a christian about the practicalities of life because we're looking at this question has god left man alone to deal with sin now, but yet, people will struggle. They might struggle with alcohol. They might struggle with cigarettes. They might struggle with pornography. They might struggle with anger. All the attributes of evil that the race struggles with. And many people may feel that they'll never overcome the evil habits that are seeking to destroy them. But yet, we have all, God has given us so many promises of his not only desire, but of his purpose to redeem us and cleanse us from all of these evils. But why is it that yet the struggle seems to be so great for the human? In your experience and from your understanding of the word, because I believe this will help many who are listening tonight, why is it that it's so difficult? To let go. And the reason is, is often our eyes are on, we look upon ourselves right. within our there's no possibility of getting out of these addictions. Right. These, we have to look up. We have to look outside of ourselves. And this is why we point everyone. All of us have been caught in sin. The whole world was in sin. The Bible speaks of men and women who have been caught in all kinds of um, addictions. We have Rahab, who was a prostitute. We have... Um, you know, murderers, we have, um, you name it, adulterers, we have them all in the scriptures. But these men had to look away from themselves to someone that was able to do for them what they couldn't do for themselves. Right. And this is why we lead people and we point to people that there is only one name under heaven that can do this work, and that's Jesus Christ. He can yes. heal the soul. Yes. Elder Chris, can we look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6, which also, again, is um, adding, reiterating the point that you've just made. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6. 
Okay. So Hebrews 13, 5 to 6, yes. are you reading that? Yes. It says here, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he have said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And, you know, just adding to your point, allowing the scriptural evidence to come together, God has promised that he will never, never leave us nor forsake us and that he will be our helper. So he will be continually there to help us, as you said, if we quite simply put our trust in him and allow him to do his work in us. And come to him as you are. Yes. Don't you have to be so pure and so holy and so clean before that you can come to God. Come to God as you are, and He will instruct you. He will teach you in the way you should go. Yes. He will. Go, the Bible says with His own eyes, like you said. Yes. Yeah. So now, then, Elder Chris. Again, now this moves us on to our final question and thoughts for discussion this evening can god therefore be blamed for people's choices because you know some people say well lord you know you've allowed this to happen in my life so this is why i have to do this you know this is why i'm behaving this way there doesn't seem to be any way out you're the one that's put me in this position you know how the human heart can be and so what does the lord say about this and, and again, what can you say elder chris Again, you said this is um, this is not something new, John. Sadly, oh. this is a, a world view because sadly, many are unaware of God's plan. There are many people who still make images of God as a or have an image of God as a vindictive, like you said, and a vengeful person. And there will always be people who see God's retribution in any sad situation. Yes. So, in this view, God is an avenger and a punisher, and should therefore be appeased. And this is where many pagan religions and deity have been constructed on that foundation. Yes. Even historically, the, the Jewish church, the history is entwined with this thought. You know, the Pharisees belonged to a faith who attributed every disaster to God's annoyance. Right. God was punishing people for their sins. And we go directly to the Middle Ages. There's vengeful God had changed and was consigning the objects of his anger to people who would be in internal torment. Yes. So there the answer lies in the ways we, you know, why we, we develop these thoughts and develop these ways of thinking about God. We have made God the scapegoat for our failures. Yes. But if we go again to Scripture, John, we have to remember, and this is, again, we need to point people back to the beginning. There was perfect harmony in Eden between God yes. and His. There was open communion and pure fellowship with the angels and the Creator Himself. Now, when sin entered, it cast a shadow over God's plan. Man was cast out of the garden. They had forfeited eternal life, and sin had separated man from God. You know, why did God allow this? You know, I have many of my friends say to me, Chris, well, you serve this loving God, this omnipotent God. Why does He allow these things to happen? Look what's happened in the Ukraine. Look what happened, the floods, all these, um, you know, tsunami, all these people dying. Yeah. Is your God God who sees these things and does nothing about it. So they blame God. 
Why didn't he stop this from happening? So man excuses God for the reign of sin. But this is far from the truth. We we have read already that God had made everything good for man to prosper. To he given dominion over the earth, the animals, and there was purity, tranquility. And to understand this question, why God does not interpose or stop sin, you know, from developing as it is today, um, we need to go further back before the creation of the earth. The Bible tells us, and if you turn to uh, Revelation 12, uh, 7 and 8, the yeah. Bible says that this war started in heaven. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against a dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found in heaven. And the Bible says in verse 9, and the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent, called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, yes. he was found to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So we have here a record of an event that took place in heaven before the creation of the earth. And an angel we call Lucifer or Satan, the covering yes. cherub, rebelled against the government of heaven. And this is why verse 10 says in that same Revelation 12, yes. for the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. So Satan had caused division in heaven. And the vision was he attacked the law that governed the universe. And he took it upon himself to accuse God and to say that he knew better than God. Yes. That God's law was just. Yes, so, now, yes, Chris. So just pausing it there because um, just I'm not going to pause your train of thought too long. But just again to reiterate that there is a supernatural being on this earth a fallen angel, a demon, as, as, as the Bible says, verse 9, who deceives the whole earth. That's why the whole earth is in the state that it's in, because of this yeah. being that's causing trouble here. We can have a cup on the earth, and we must remember that he's real. He's not a thing of the imagination. So carry on, Elder Chris. So, and so his attack, I guess I said, was against the law of God, the law that governed the universe. We right. think that this earth is the only, you know, beings are here but there's innumerable innumerable planets in the galaxies i mean man in his science and his you know telescopes cannot even fathom the the mind of god in the universe but there's you know planets they're far stretched our mind can't conceive right. that you know that um are other innumerable planets, other beings who have never sinned against god not only that, the host of angels. So the law of love was the foundation of the government of God. And the happiness of all intelligent beings depended upon their perfect accord with his great principles of righteousness. You know, God required from his creatures the service of love, service that springs from an appreciation of his character. He takes no pleasure in forced obedience. And to all, he grants freedom of the will that they will render to him voluntary service so long as created beings acknowledge the allegiance of God's love, love, there was perfect harmony throughout the universe of God. But then Satan challenged this. So man says, well, why didn't he just destroy him? Had God destroyed Satan, what kind of message would that have given to right. the universe, the angels? Right. They might have served God with fear. Right. And not the God we serve. Yes. 
And Elder Chris, um, I'd like us also to look at this evening. Um, if you go to Deuteronomy chapter okay. 30, verses 19 and 20, just also to add to the message that you're sharing with us this evening and what the Bible says, because remember, we're looking at can God be blamed, be blamed sorry, for people's choices? Now, Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 19 and 20. Now, this is where Moses is calling the children of Israel, is, is, is finally summarizing the book of the law that okay. has been written. And he says here, from verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now look, therefore choose life. Choose you see, life. so man's got a choice, that both mm-hmm. thou and thy seed may live that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him. For he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou may dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give them. And so the reason that I'm sharing this, um, you know, um, in harmony with that which you've shared, is that we, God has given us choice. We can either choose to be obedient to him, or to be disobedient. So we can't blame God for what happens in our no. life because he promises that when we choose him, that he will give us life. But if, if we disobey him, then we're coming under the, the power of this um, being, Satan, this, this, this fallen angel, because you can only, there's only two choices, isn't there, in life, Elder Chris, right. to either choose to serve God or to, ch- to serve Satan. Yeah, and he doesn't just tell us these things. He reveals this to us. He revealed it by sending his son. Yeah. So we make our choices. We're making um, informed choices because we have seen the working of God's love, and we've also seen the development of um, Satan, who originated with sin, seen how he's developed sin. Yes. And Elder Chris, you you made a very important point there. God revealed his purpose to give us life through his son, so it's not just idle words, is it, Elder Chris? No. He's no. given his life to us. Just carry on, Elder Chris. No, no, as you were saying, he's given his life to us. And his life is an open revelation. He's calling us to come to know him. And when we, we, we study, as we study his life, and we understand God's love, it's a transforming love. Yes. The Bible says, oh, you become changed. We become changed into that love the love for God and love for our neighbor. Yes, and Elder Chris, there is no other religion upon this earth, no other deity, supposed deity, I should say, in existence, who has given his life for his creatures, who has given all for his creatures. Can we not say that confidently, really? There's, There's no one or nothing to compare to the God of heaven what he has done for his creatures. And he's revealed the manifold wisdom of God. So he sends his son. Well, he sends the very one who created us. God himself came and visited this earth as a man. He gave example. And revealed love. We study the life of Christ. We see, you know, the love of the father. This here's Christ as a man taking our nature. He never allowed Satan in. He never sent. 
he was kept by his by the God's love, his Father's love. In the same way that we may be kept by Christ's love, and we may also become overcomers and not um, um, breakers of um, God's love or his law, which is his law. Yes. Amen. So, really and truly, sin is a choice. Amen. And God is... And we need to make that clear because many think, well, because we're born in sin, therefore we're guilty no matter what. No. Our circumstances, being born outside the fall, yes. falls out. But w- sin is a choice. Sin is not nature. Yes. We're not held accountable for our fallen nature. No. We're held accountable when we listen to this nature and we choose to sin knowing full well God's love and his law and having all the things there for us. When yes. we choose to go against this, then that is sin. Yes. It's choice. Yeah, so Elder Chris, we're going to have a break, short break for some music, and we'll be back when we round up the discussion this evening. Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand, I am tired, I am weak, I am worn, through the storm. Precious Lord, linger near when my life is almost gone. Hear my cry, hear my call. Lest I fall, take my hand, precious Lord, lead me home. Why was sin permitted? Elder Chris, closing thoughts for this evening. Yes, to all our listeners uh, this evening, the, we lead or point you to 
you know, as we study both the Testaments, old and new, we want you to lead to, to understand that Christ is to be found there. Christ's sacrifice and death for sinners, Christ's kingdom and the future glory are the light we must bring to our research and our study of the scriptures. You know, Christ's cross and Christ's crown are the clue we must hold fast if we would find our way through the scriptures and the difficulties that surround us today. Through Christ, we can unlock the many, you know, dark places and questions of our mind, but find them in the word of God. God's love is written there, and God is calling our listeners, all of us, to come higher. To come higher, and he will send the help that you and I need when we need it. Amen. Amen. Elder Chris, shall we pray as we close the discussion this evening? Gracious Heavenly Father, as we study this monumental subject of sin, the Bible says, um, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. We pray as we, whatever we may be, whatever position in life or struggles we might find ourselves, we pray that we'll reach out in faith and grasp the hand of God. He is more than able to save us from wherever we may be to the uttermost part, Father. He can save. And we pray that we might get to know God. We may come to an understanding of his love. Help us to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him in the holy scriptures, for he's there to be found. Bless our listeners and bless us as we continue and sharing this beautiful gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Elder Chris, thank you once again for joining us tonight on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org. You can send a text message to 07944 if you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address, and we will send you a free tract called Why Was Sin Permitted? Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At Chapter 7, you will find the subject Sin. This will give you more information about today's topic. On next week's show, we will discuss the question, can all of our sins be forgiven? Well, that's it for tonight's show. Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.